listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 81215, follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio, or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Lovely to have you back, Big Daddy. I miss you. Thank you so much. Welcome back. Thank you. It's mm. only a while a week. Yeah. Always feels a long time to me. Oh. Did you have a nice time? Um, what did I do? We've all gone very politely. Oh, well, there. I start. I went to, um, Disneyland Paris. You actually went? Because, you know, there was a little, uh... I've heard there was talk. There was talk that you might be, uh... <laughs> About to be appointed as a new Doctor Who assistant. <laughs> yes, when you I, say there was talk, it was the most disappointing moment of my entire life. And oh I've had God. some, trust me. What a privilege. Yeah. We got very excited, didn't we, Al? Yeah. And it was partly your own fault, you know, because there was a point the week before where Daisy had said, oh, you're not in next week because you're going on holiday. And you went, am I? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really uh, unbelievable. We, we should yeah, say for that's anyone... That's old age. Rather than uh, crack jobs in the BBC, I find the two don't go together. Oh, for right. anyone that... Isn't, doesn't know what we're talking about. They announced the new Doctor Who assistant, and we worked ourselves up into a frenzy, and we decided it was Frank. And we mm -hmm. based this on the fact that you'd had your teeth whitened. Mm. Yeah, it all makes sense. They look a bit more 21st century. <laughs> <laughs> I could have been a companion from medieval times that he'd picked Which up. Which is ironic, because in my memory, people in Doctor Who are known for their quite yellowy 70s teeth. <laughs> well, uh, William Hartnell's teeth were, <laughs> I mean, they were disgusting. <laughs> They were really awful. That would have been a lovely gig for you uh, back then. By the way, speaking of the teeth thing, um, when, when would you say the bleaching of teeth began as a, uh, as a practice? Oh. Um, it's pretty recent, isn't it? No, I would say people in the 40s and 50s would have done it. In the 1940s? I would say. My mm. guess is the last ten years, but I'll bet there is some history in there. Mm. Well, I'll tell you why I question this. Well, I, I don't know what year it was made, but I was watching Shrek the other night. <laughs> <laughs> and the donkey says... So was that after you'd caught up with Broadchurch? <laughs> Shrek? I, mean, I, I have seen Shrek before. Okay. And, and, do and donkey says to the dragon, you've got mm. lovely white teeth, do you bleach? And I thought it hadn't even started in those days. Right, yeah. No. Bear in mind that, you know, Shrek is set in... Uh, I think medieval England. That's true. Mm. In terms of things that aren't realistic, though, in Shrek... <laughs> yeah, I suppose. I, I think there's a lot of things which might come above that. Yeah, but if, I just didn't know that mm. it, even when Shrek was made, that they, they people bleached their teeth. Those bleaching right. teeth jokes existed. Like, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I know Can what you're I saying. say right. yours are looking great, Frank? It's so, really paid off oh, that way. I, I think they're reverting to the wild a bit, do you not? I looked the other day and thought, you know, they're going... But this is how it happens. This mm. is how Jimmy Carr happens. Right. You look in the mirror and think they're not super white. Maybe I'll do another uh, 12 weeks of bleaching, mm -hmm. and next thing you know, they're luminescent. Mm. But um, I'm picking... I just name him as a for example. This is, it's not a witch hunt. I feel I'm a not, bit bad that we're on radio and we're discussing the shade of your teeth now. It sort of uh, feels Why? like we're excluding the, uh, you know, the listenership. Oh, OK. Oh, sorry, I don't... I'll take a picture. That'd be, that'd be terrible. Oh, yeah, we could tweet Frank's teeth. Mm. Terrible if that happened. <laughs> Speaking of the... I was on a train last week to Glasgow, and uh, these two women from the staff come up to me and said, uh, the girl who just served you, she's one of your readers. Oh, oh lovely. Which is what we call the people who listen to this show, if you're, if you're a newcomer. So, um... 
she she came over again, and I and, and it was very nice, and we chatted. And uh, she gave, when the uh, lunch came round, she gave me quite a lot more chocolate than everyone else. Oh wow! Now see you. <laughs> You can keep your awards. That's that's what I want. That's real, isn't it? I mean, that's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I love that. That's love that you can hold. Yeah, and eat, and indeed eat. <laughs> oh, I mean, man, you I love free stuff. stuff. So, yeah, it was really, <laughs> and it was a, quite a long journey. It's like a mm. five-hour journey. So, and I had I had a pile of chocolate on the table, which I steadily picked up. Just oh. after bleaching his teeth. Augustus glue. <laughs> yeah, it's not helping with the teeth. I was watching the snooker last night because Kath wasn't in, so I was sitting on my own watching the snooker. I had, mm, depressing I had much. Really, no, <laughs> That's well, the most depressing uh, evening. To be honest, no, I, love I just got really jealous. <laughs> yeah, I love the snooker. And did I you a, have your feet up on that coffee table I with did. socks on? I did. Oh, and I can, and see can it I now. tell you, I had um, I had a big coin from Starbucks. Oh. <laughs> a big chocolate coin. Oh. See, I love a Starbucks coin. Yeah. Well, for many years, it was the only coins they were actually handing over in this country. <laughs> Absolute. 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 Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've had a text in, Frank, from 839. Oh, yeah. Tony and Sam on the way to Harley Street to fit air conditioning. That's what... <laughs> Can't that, wait that, till three for the bank holiday to start. So they're working <coughs> on the aircon air until three. That'll be the flatulence clinic. <laughs> I hear <laughs> myself. I mean, it's it's unhealthy. Enjoy Harley Street and say hello to my friends. Have you got friends in Harley oh, Street? Have I got friends in Harley it's Street? It's great. I like that though, because often when um, in the early days of this show, da- Daisy, the producer, used to try and force oh, me to go. say to people, "Where she are didn't. you listening to the show?" No, you know, like a proper she DJ. Did. I, I think what happened the there people was... people also, I'm sitting at home in a pile of vomit. Every, I think <laughs> yeah, we had, like, 12, 15 of those. I think she probably said it once, when no, there was she, a 20-minute anecdote about someone it. in Doctor Who. She pressed <laughs> it every week. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but yeah, but that's a great one, on my yeah. way to Harley Street to fit air conditioning. I'll be honest, I, I, left, think, I, I think... I like, left it light in Harley Street for air conditioning. I think one of the really early morning shows may have asked people why, you were, were, why you were up at this time. Oh, my God. That could be oh, my gosh, it wasn't even meant for us. It was meant for us, but we're having it. I'm Harley the crumbs off their <laughs> table. Will he? Yeah, we'll have it. Not uh, proud, are we? No. No. I mean, it's, it's that it's or Doctor it's Who anecdotes, let's face it. Let's all take right. <laughs> all right. I, was, I wasn't here last week. You talked about Doctor Who for the whole show. That's a good well, point. Well, we got so excited. <laughs> On your behalf. Well, if I thought you were going to be the assistant, that would have changed things totally. Well, David Baddiel was telling me that his kids... Uh, they decided that there was going to be... Uh, Peter Capaldi was leaving. There was going to be a female, a young female Doctor Who. Oh. And I was going to be the older assist... The old man assistant to her. <laughs> that would work. Oh. Yeah. Uh, like a, a bit Mr Miyagi. Uh-huh. Is that yes. his name? Miyagi. Yes. Yeah. From the Karate Kid. Yeah, well, you'd know that, of course, Mr Martial Arts. Yeah. Anyway. The, the level of disappointment <laughs> I felt when they announced it, it was absolutely crushing. Yeah, but you're making me feel like I've let you down in some way. Well... Oh. I, I would, I would, <laughs> Al, what would you say? I would yeah, love it. Mm. Anyway, um... Did they approach you? What do you think? Yeah, they approached me and I said, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm busy, actually. Doing the radio yeah. show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think they've missed the trick. Yes. Well... Well, can I tell you, um, it, this, it's tadpole season. Is it? Yeah. And um, I uh, took my son out with a, with a net 
Do you know Annette? No, she Lovely. sounds nice though. Uh, with Annette to, to um to go scooping uh, tadpoles. Mm-hmm. Oh, lovely! Where do you go for that though? I went to on the, the heath. I went to the peace garden in my road. Well, you spent a lot of years there, from what I've heard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a peace garden. Oh, where yeah. you, you know there are tinkling chimes and things. No, those you know those. You know where a tinkling chime is? Uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't know that there, were, got there was a thing and, in gardens. And people, so. you know, tie prayers to trees. And so it's lovely. Yeah. Anyway, I went in there, and um, me and uh, my son, Buzz, we were, uh, it was uh, nearly four, we were um, going at it with, with this um, fishing rod, not getting anything other than dirt and stuff. And then I pulled out this, well, it was a frog. <laughs> it certainly had been a frog. It had burst. It had burst, oh, and, and it was in what looked a bit like frog spawn, but also oh. looked a bit like an elaborate wedding gown. <laughs> was splitting out the side. It was the scariest thing. Oh, honestly, how it did was, you explain this to Buzz? Well, ex- I, well, I, t- <laughs> I pulled. <laughs> I pulled it out in the net. I was <laughs> horrified. It smelt terrible. It honestly looked like a monster. Boss was so Boss was so astonished. He just stepped into the pond. <laughs> <laughs> he just stepped straight into the pond. He hadn't got Wellingtons on or anything. He got soaked and burst into tears. <laughs> oh, oh, oh man. how he laughed. But um Frank, that sounds extraordinary. The it's frog. really I mean it it's horrible. Um, well, I don't know. I've always had an affection for the amphibian community. I have, but I've never seen one. I've, I tried to take a picture of it, but it was a bit mm. like, um, I, you know, the Native Americans think if you take their photo, you take their soul away. Yeah. yeah. It's got an element yeah. of that. The picture is almost like the thing's refusing to be photographed. I've, I've, oh. I'll, I'll, I'll give it to, to post if anyone oh, knows what's happening. Oh, have a look. But it's like frog spawn has, has, has become a part frog half man are frog spawned remember that band <laughs> love their early stuff yeah so i have i'll put a photo up but it's um i don't want to be um arrested in the missing frog bride case if that's a big thing but um, i've never been so frightened honestly well twice <laughs> <laughs> never been so frightened with my clothes on certainly absolute absolute, absolute. radio frank skinner Absolute Radio. We put the uh, frog up online. If it is a frog, it could be an alien. <laughs> well, well, there's some theories out, aren't there? There are, are various theories, um, and and actually not a theory, but um, but a, I, I would say a wagging finger at you, Frank. Actually, <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, three five four has said, Frank, if you're horrified at the sight of a deformed frog, how can you ever hope to be a Doctor Who assistant? <laughs> <laughs> You'd be the f- <laughs> You'd be the first sidekick to never leave the TARDIS. <laughs> Does the TARDIS have a sofa to hide behind? Uh, that is a good point. Three five, three, five four. I never hid behind the sofa. I know that's the tradition for Doctor Who, but our sofa was flush with the wall, so I'd have had to. Have gone <laughs> and in fra- fairness to you, round the back you... entry. That's the kind of feng shui that can encourage bravery in a young man. There yeah, you go. Exactly. Well, in fairness to Frank. He hadn't professed any ambition to be the Doctor Who assistant. It was that we had decided this True. was the thing that was definitely happening. Mm-hmm. But, but obviously, I would, um, I would like to be the Doctor. <laughs> yeah, Who it's assistant. not going to happen, Frank. Right. You tried that method before, and it got you no. a part in it. No, I know. You got Perkins. Be happy. I know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm happy. 
Okay. Yeah, um, don't milk but it. you're right, as a test, if it was a test, mm-hmm. maybe that I was still in the frame until they, the frog thing. <laughs> they <laughs> planted <laughs> that in Some the... Uh, cameras. I tell you, it's a terrifying... I wonder now, having seen the picture where it's still slightly obscured by water, if I should not get uh, a dinner plate underneath it and, and hoist Why? it out so you can see it, it's full. It's absolutely terrifying. Don't get involved in relationships like that. <laughs> seven, like, seven, six has Jam. a theory about this. Yeah. I think I should read it as the lady. Yeah, if you like. Mm-hmm. Hi, Frank. It probably was a female frog that had been drowned while several males tried to mate with her. Keep it light. Yeah. 776. It's called Aplexis. Aplexis beginning with an A? Yes, or? that's from Jan. Well, I've never heard of that before. I, no. I, th- th- can they drown a frog? <laughs> well... You've it seen seems the a evidence. design flaw in the animal, doesn't it? It is. Well, don't live down there if you can <laughs> drown. <laughs> I mean, that's your manner. See, that's again worried me because when uh, I lived with David Baddiel and his cat used to um, bring frogs into the house, uh-huh. still alive, mm. and torture them in the night, and they go, <laughs> frogs when they're distressed. Do they? Uh, so I just picked one up and put it down the toilet because I thought. You didn't. Well, I. I thought that would just swim to safety now. It's natural. Oh, such a 1970s Birmingham approach. Well, I, thought, I honestly thought I was doing it a good time. I had rescued it from being tortured by a cat, don't forget. Let's, let's get the whole story. Yeah. Oh, you don't think it's now come back. <laughs> it's, it's re-emerged in the Peace Garden. <laughs> <laughs> Mutated by human excrement into, a, uh, into a, a frog bride. Enjoy your breakfast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can I just say, I love that grudge-bearing frog. It's a great revenge story. It's it come is. back to haunt you. The fact that it's come back in a sort of a Elvis Presley cloak. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, oh, it, honestly, it was a scary thing. I do. I feel bad now. If I've, I haven't done anything bad. No. Honestly, it's so it's so hard being a white middle-aged man in modern Britain. <laughs> Is it? Constant guilt trip. All effort, constantly asking myself if I've done a bad the thing. Bit there. Oh, especially if you're rich. <laughs> Together, The Frank Skinner Show. Absolute Radio. Did other people use the word spawny to mean lucky? Is that like a... Is that a thing where I grew up and not... I've never heard that. Oh, really? That was a really... um, Jammy, we might say. Oh, yeah, in the same way as that, we would have said you spawny get at school if somebody had something really good, like... I just because of the frog spawn conversation, it what made me was wonder. That, what was that school dinner dessert that everybody called frog spawn? Tapioca oh, tapioca pudding. was it? it tapioca? Yeah, I believe oh, so. Ah, yeah. yes. Just made me hungry. That. Oh, by the way, mm. um, BTW, <laughs> as I would say on a text. <laughs> oh, IRL, IRL's bad, isn't it? What's IRL? If you're over forty, you can't use IRL. It's embarrassing. In real life. Oh. I can't wait to meet IRL. I don't think I can, uh, I don't no. have many dealings yeah. with IRL. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, for example, I started, um, somebody for my birthday uh, bought me um, a £250 voucher for a local art school. Oh. To wow. pay for a course, so I started my course. Wow. That's nice, Frank, because you've got your your art show, haven't you? I've got my little art show. Yeah. Little art show. Yeah, so um, I did something I haven't... I don't think I've done since I was 14. I picked up a piece of charcoal. I didn't know people still used it. 
Mm. I mean, the charcoal I was using was probably a healthy tree when I was at school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see, look, that's a point. Charcoal, when you use charcoal to draw, is that trees that have been petrified over time, or have they just burnt trees? Do they just make it happen? Um, I don't know. I only use it on the fire. Do you use... Do you? I, I don't know. I don't know. Is that, isn't that what you put on it? I don't know much about charcoal. It's not my area. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I don't know about shoes. Not your culture. <laughs> it's really not my culture, charcoal. I'm a strange person to ask that question to, let's be honest. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I'll tell you why I'm, I mention it, because um, I did... Uh, so I went to my first class, and I hadn't drawn properly since I was at school. I've had a couple of attempts uh, to learn again, but they both like, died after two lessons. Right. But I thought, you know, I've got a... A 12-week course here I've been bought, so I went along. Ali always has to get his value for money, VFM. Yeah. And I like that in him. Um, so, um, I did some drawings with charcoal. Uh-huh. And this is one lesson, my first lesson. I've already, <laughs> I've already framed two of them. Wow. <laughs> Have I gone a bit early? Straight in at the, uh, that's worth framing, I'm having that. Yeah, Straight thought, in. yeah. I thought, no, I'm going to frame that. This is like a story about <laughs> baking and doing one amazing thing and then quitting. Oh, that's it, maybe I can't go back. He's the opposite of the sort of tortured Franz Kafka, burn everything I ever wrote, genius. <laughs> yes. He's like, frame it immediately, my first attempt. <laughs> my first class, though, two things <laughs> framed. <laughs> um, but and I did take a photo of one of them to show you. Uh-huh. Um, and I thought, I really like it. I, obviously, I've had it framed. <laughs> but it slightly undermined the photo. So by... I cannot believe you. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know, but um, I um, I put it on the floor to photograph <laughs> it, so I didn't get any glare on mm-hmm. the glass. And I've slightly undermined the art, but you can clearly see in the photo I'm at home and I'm wearing those white-tailing hotel slippers with black socks, (laughs) (laughs) which does undermine it. But I have taken a photo of, of, of one of my framed... I'm enjoying your saved photos this week. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll a, scroll a frog, through frog from the frog, frog spawn. <laughs> but you know the, you know, no picture, no story thing that people say are on... You, no, on, so are, are you referring to photos or it didn't happen? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, OK. So I thought I'd better... Pictures or it, it didn't up. happen. Do well, you not know that? Pictures or it didn't happen. What, mm. what are you guys talking about? No that, picture, I'm no afraid story. that's what the modern world is like, that nobody believes anybody. They so say if pictures you tell, or it didn't happen. If you tell a story on social network... About, like, uh, for example... <laughs> calls it social network. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Isn't that what it's called? Social media. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you tell a picture on... Uh, tell a picture. Tell a story, If you tell darling. a story on the social media... <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. People will say... Well, they just won't believe it unless you've got photographic evidence. <laughs> and no, like George Pickles trying to explain yeah. what Twitter but was about. But if this isn't an example of a secular, non-believing age... <laughs> It, it's that mm. moment. I, I hate that. It's like yes. when cricketers used to, they used to go to the rope and they'd turn to the umpire and say whether the ball had gone for four or, or not. And now it has to be done with cameras because they don't trust them. What's happened to the world? What about a mm. countdown? <laughs> if you say I've got the same word, you have to show it. Yeah. And what you've well, written down do to the other it? person. They don't... do, they say, there it is. They say, well, I, I, okay, I arrived at that conclusion in the same way. And then they sort of vaguely wave the paper, but they never actually show. Uh, I'd like it if someone said, OK, yeah, we'll have a look. Yeah, yeah well, see, you, you, you've taken the opposite tack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find more trust. You're saying that a man on, should get an abacus out <laughs> to check the... 
The, the goddamn thing. Show yes, us your I've said holes, it. Frank. Pardon? Show us your charcoal. I will in a minute, but, you know, we're on commercial radio. We have certain <laughs> obligations to sell. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. 576 got in touch about your uh, charcoal. Was it once a tree? Was it something? Well, know? I wasn't sure. I know it was a tree, but I wasn't sure whether trees are, you know, they're under lots of ground and mm. so they go right. turn to charcoal in a sort of petri- petrifying way or if people just get trees and set fire to them and then do drawing with it right. well, seven five six uh, five seven six rather has uh, has gone beyond the wagging finger turn that somebody took with you earlier and oh. said hi frank alan and emily re-charcoal they burn at you numpty petrified trees are stone doy I, don't I like that it starts with a high, <laughs> yeah. and then goes <laughs> and then there. <laughs> it gets a bit worse from there, granted. Yeah, it's a it, bit like being... I think, I like to think numpty was the ramp into the anger. I think it's a term of, of endearment. Oh, was it? Yeah. I think okay. numpty's all right. And yeah. also they've said cheers 576, so they know the lingo of the show. That I, I oh, think it's they're fine. involved. Okay. It's fine, I'm not upset with numpty. However, are, are petrified trees stone? I, that... I will... Petrification. Can I just say, is that one of our other very commercial <laughs> radio texts in? No, yeah. but, you oh, know, when you, do you ever used to get those trilobites at school? Is that what they were called? Those fossils? They were all, they'd turn oh, to yeah. stone from being, um, that's what diamonds are, isn't it? Diamonds are forever. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, well, this conversation's getting more interesting now. <laughs> I think diamonds are stones under tremendous pressure. That's mm. what I think. Right. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. What's happened to this show? <laughs> um, so... What else? I'll tell you what happened, or what didn't happen in Disneyland. This yeah. is a historic moment. It's the first holiday... We went for four nights to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. It was great. I'd recommend it to anyone. Disneyland Paris. Anyone. Late review, Al. To anyone. Yeah. What, yeah. stag dudes? They've got this, like, a mouse that <laughs> lives there with the big black ears. Amazing. <laughs> no, it was, it was just, great. Just to clarify, you'd recommend it to anyone. Hindus go there. If if Leicester City win, that's what you'd recommend it to them. Definitely. <laughs> okay. That's I'm a ne- Mickey Mouse team if ever I heard it one. <laughs> <laughs> Get out, Bernard. No, why? Oh, I'm dead. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's anyway. So me and Kath went away, and um, it's the first time we've been on holiday. I would say sixty times in mm. our. Um, we've been together fifteen years. With breaks! <laughs> <laughs> and, um... <laughs> and, um... We didn't have an argument for the whole... Isn't that lovely? We didn't have an argument. I mean, you have no idea. Separate accommodation? Why do you think that was? I think it was partly because, um... Our son was slightly monstrous uh, at times. Oh. Divide and conquer. And well, you need so, a demonised insider in the group. That, it's, it was the, it was <laughs> the way it. that Hitler brought together, ultimately, mm. Stalin, Roosevelt and Churchill mm. by his terrible behaviour. Mm. So, yeah, That's the, what I do on this show. If there's any, um, <laughs> what, any couples listening, all you need is a common enemy. Mm. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I love our child very much, <laughs> but he was, uh, he just had a bit of... Uh, was he behaving like talent? He was a bit behaving like oh, talent, yeah. which is a slight worry that he's not learning from me. Mm. <laughs> oh, he's learning from you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly, that, well, that is what worries me. Absolute, absolute. 
We've had a tweet from Lorna. She says Kath's going to love that above the fireplace. I don't. I won't tell you what she's referring to. Yeah. No, <laughs> she says hashtag wish I could draw too. So I think that's a that's compliment. Exactly right. It sounds like a compliment from a distance. Oh. I don't know. Oh. The okay. voice. <laughs> of negativity. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't. No. I, I think she might be being negative. But she, isn't she saying? Oh, she I wish wishes... I could draw, too. Like, like, like you, you wish you could draw. Well, let's yeah, yeah. let's give you know that. What? I think we're overanalyzing yes, this somewhat. Yes, you're right. You think? Mm. So look, let me tell you. I want to run something by you. Um, yeah. e- Emily came visiting the other night. Oh, oh yeah. yes, it was lovely. I brought my friend John. We had a nice day. Sounds nice. Oh no, John! No, John! <laughs> so um, they came visiting, Good. and it mm. was. Um, we sat and uh, there was. I think we made made tea. Yes. And all that. It was all. Me and Kath went for many years. We never had guests of any kind, mm-hmm. really. And then since we've had a child, we've tried to open our lives a little bit. Yes. And um, I thought it, it was all. It all went very well. It's a very enjoyable. It was evening. great. Yeah. <clears throat> and then I, I thought I committed a slight a social faux pas. Okay. And I don't know if Emily picked up on it or not. I'll tell you. Uh, and here's the thing. When I, I saw them out... You and did? When, and when I said goodbye and closed the door, I became aware of the fact that I was putting the bolt on while they were still in earshot. <laughs> <laughs> now, is that a... Does that feel like a statement? It's a I've got them out... I'm taking nearly... scuffle one. Yeah, 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 I didn't mean yes, anything. Did you did hear you? it? No, I didn't. Oh, oh you got it, away it, with that. That is a bit Nicholas Nickleby. I don't like that. No, I felt when I did it, I thought I should have let him get to the end of the path. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you what you do, which I like? Everything. Can you save it till after this? Because <laughs> yeah, sure. we've got to feel the Because that's Milk something. I, that's something I want to. That's my idea of a teaser. <laughs> a woman saying, "You know what you do that I like." <laughs> <laughs> podcast from absolute radio want your frank fix a little sooner listen live every saturday from 8am on absolute radio across the uk on digital radio mobile apps and in london and the southeast on 105.8 fm absolute radio and this is frank skinner on absolute radio with emily dean and alan cochran text the show on 8 12 15 follow the show on twitter at frank on the radio Email the show via the Absolute Radio Webby. Okay. Now, we left on a... A cliffhanger. Yeah, I was, was going to say coat hanger. Thank <laughs> God. No, we you, didn't, thank we didn't God leave you on a coat hanger. What was I going to tell you? You, you were going to tell s- me what you really liked about me. <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten. Oh, I don't. genuinely can't remember what I liked about oh. you. So you're going to have... Yeah, well, we're you're not have... the first woman to tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> It was, um, I will remember. It was as a house visitor. Yeah, but I can't remember what it was he did. Is it I honestly you tea? can't. Oh, he always offers me tea. He gets angry about the coasters, but that's a little imperfection with but, Frank. You know, they're, such the... a good, they're such a good band. And also, that's the imperfection in the little Persian rug, Frank, your coaster thing. Yes, well... What, you think, other than that, he's perfect? Pretty much. That's amazing. I'm going to... I've never been to your house, so I wouldn't know what you're like. Well, you're welcome to come. This is so embarrassing. But you live in, uh, you know... I do live far away. Oh, Manchester. Thank you. So much to answer for. I remembered what I liked about you. I knew we'd get there. Oh, was it my, um, Morrissey impression? No. 
It was the way you are very old-fashioned and you walk mm. your guest to the door. Isn't that the norm? And then you bolt it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I bolt it, yeah. No, Frank's very insistent. I'd always let myself out. Would I you? Mean, yeah. What do you do you not think? So independent. Yeah, well, I am. I always think people might be tempted to nick something <laughs> on the way out. Yeah. Because we've oh, spent... some of your old Clark's shoes? Well, you know, we spend so much right, time, don't we, when we queue at things, and there's <laughs> things there at the last minute before you get to the... Mm-hmm. To the I just... like that your Clark's shoes are like Haribo's. No, 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 till I get me Clark. Dum, dummy, dum, dum, till I get me Clark. Do you remember that? No. What oh. is that? Well, it's, it's, a, it's a song about Clark's shoes. It's a song you should know. No, it's from the, it's from when the get me Clark. Caribbean. Oh, OK. Am I right, Daisy? Daisy introduced me to it. It's a song about how brilliant Clark's shoes are. It's the urban correspondent. What is that? <laughs> a bit. How does that, how does that go, Daisy? Remember? No. Don't, don't. <laughs> it's sort of, I don't need that. Think I felt that no was quite Give emphatic. Give me a little beer, <laughs> slip me wine, don't me waist. <laughs> up down, top, right, and... Ba-da, ba-da. Do you like it, me, Clark? Are you drunk? <laughs> um, I'm just, is it okay, this? I'm just wondering. It's weird. Is well, it okay think, to do West Indian accent? I think it's okay. It's done with affection. Now, what about Grace yeah. and Perry? <laughs> I don't think he's West Indian. <laughs> well, I'll have a go. What, is he Northern? <laughs> no, he's from Essex, isn't he? Somewhere, somewhere you see, in the old days, you'd have said, what about Grace and Perry? I'd have said, I'll have a go. Well, I'll have a go. But you can't. No, you can't. You can't. Really Last can't days are gone. yourself in loads of hot water. I'm there. glad you can't. I'm glad it's gone. He's fallen out with Bear Grylls. I don't think... Yeah, he's criticised. He's certainly yes. criticised. I don't think they know each other personally that uh, that they've I fallen out. Like they're hang pals. Out. Oh, they're from different probably worlds. media pals, different parts of the zoo. It'd be great if they hung out. He's not going to be in the in the bear enclosure, right, is when he? When I first saw those photos of, um, it, I think it was in the Ivy Restaurant. Graham Sooness out dining out with Dale Winton. <laughs> <laughs> when two worlds collide like that, it's so brilliant. Yeah. I'd love. <laughs> Just to see Grace and Perry and, and, and Bear Grylls. I would. At a... Well, maybe it's a grill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why not? Um, yeah. Um, uh, and we, just to make up the numbers, maybe a bit of a Razor Ruddock. I'd like that. As Razor Ruddock. Yeah, but, yeah. I, but uh, Razor Ruddock and Bear Grylls. Oh, they'd not, get on. Him yeah. and Be- Grace and Perry wouldn't, yeah. I imagine um, he could work on Razor Ruddock as a park ranger. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, just patrolling his... Um, <laughs> It's what? It's his body. It's yeah, his yeah. ample body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just keep... I'm just going... I'm just going to... Uh, I don't know who he talks, Bear Grylls. I've never seen one of his shows. What's He's his fantastically accent? posh. Is he? He is very posh. I'm uh, just going to take a look at the armpits. <laughs> yeah. Be back in about ten minutes. OK. That's, Ciao. That's pretty close to the voice <laughs> that, that you all need right? for him, yeah. I've never even seen one That'll of his programmes. Real name, not Bear. Is that right? That's we'll come true. back to that. Yeah, we will. Oh, OK. Absolute... 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 Radio. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. So Grayson Perry yes. has got some beef with Bear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And And we don't mean they're having a barbecue or a no. steak supper. So um Bear's name isn't Bear. No, no, it's Edward. So where did Bear come from? Teddy Bear. Well no, it was a childhood nickname. But what I would say is you've got to cast these things aside. I'm not called Poodle Dean anymore. Was that your nickname? Yeah. Oh. Well, my best friend still calls me that. Really? Oh. I never... I only I never had one nickname. I was called Slim. <laughs> Slim. Because I was... 
Can I pay Swim. you for that nickname? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only if I can have Poodle. Mm. Um, His he, sister gave him the oh, name Oh, I'm a bit let a down that he's not really called Bear. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, he's been called Bear since he was one year old. One week. One week. Was it one week? Yeah. His sister called him Bear. Bear. His sister called him Bear after a week. What if, what if, what if he'd gone into um, the meditation business and become a yogi? Yogi Bear. <laughs> Be Yogi Bear yeah. Grills. That would have really undermined people who went to him for spiritual teaching. Well, this is how posh he is. I looked on his Wikipedia and there's a button for ancestry. <laughs> like, I mean, that is next level posh, isn't it? When, yes. When yeah. people have got ancestry on their Wikipedia yes. and then it's pages and pages back. I think the parents... He actually goes right back titled. to... Um, he goes right back to Winnie the Pooh. That's... <laughs> that's <laughs> proper, it really? That's fantastic. That is real ancestry. Well, I, I've never seen his work, but I know the kind of man he is. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest, you can be critical, but I wish I had him with me when I found that frog. <laughs> 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 yeah. If it was a choice between him and Grayson Perry at my elbow when I found the frog. Yeah. Grayson flapping around in a kimono, <laughs> we need bear for these Exactly. I, this is my problem with this little tiff. I'm going to call it a tiff. Okay. Um, I, I like both of these men, and I think they both, in a way, represent manliness, because that's what Grayson Perry said, that um, mm. the Bear Grylls sort of mode of uh, macho manliness is actually useless in the modern world, that's what I he know. said. Well, that's, that's, I, can, I know you'd be unhappy with that. No, I'm, I like you're both the, of these you're guys. You're the macho I'm, person I, I know. I am not. You, you keep are. saying that, but <laughs> I'm the least, <laughs> I'm the least macho person. You're to kill people with your bare hands. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I know, when I say bare hands, I actually mean his bare hands, not his Edward hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've actually <laughs> got bare grills hands. hands. <laughs> Edward Scissorhands was known as, would have been known as bare hands, hands if he'd been brought in that family. <laughs> he would have. Yeah. I think bear should stay as he is. He's climbed Mount Everest. That's not useless. Look, I, I agree with Alan. I really like Grayson. Grayson Perry's pots are absolutely lovely mm. mm -hmm. and brilliant in many ways. Yes. And I like I like his. Uh, he's However, a, I don't agree. I like Grayson landscape. Perry, but I don't feel that I would want to watch. He suggested at one point. He said, "You know." I want to see Bear Grylls looking for an affordable state school for his child. I don't. That's not interesting television. Wouldn't be Bear is filling out an online form at gov.uk. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> I want to see him wrestle alligators. You do what you do, Grayson. Bear does what he does. I'd like to watch Bear wrestle a devil dog. Would you? Yeah. I'd like in, to watch like Bear... Dr a, but just not in the jungle, in like a, in a flat, a council <laughs> flat somewhere. <laughs> wrestle a devil dog. <laughs> That'd be brilliant. That's what they mean. Make it a bit yeah. more urban. Yeah. I'd, I'd just like to see him get around in in a rough pub. He's that posh. That might be um, yeah. beyond him. I'll be quite honest. I'd, I'd quite like to watch a Bear Grylls take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's happened on some of his shows. Just, you know, just because I have a basic interest in the human form. <laughs> I'd, I'd join you. Yeah. Watch that together. I'll, I'll make one in. Fine. Fine. Well, let's that. go. I'll Sounds like a dinner party. I'll, I'll well. bring me charcoal. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute. Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. What about when Bear made a sleeping bag out of a sheep carcass? Did he? Yeah. Did he, he slept did. in it? Not some old pot. He, he made an actual sleeping bag. Yeah, of course he slept yeah, in it. He's he done all sorts. In. He's drunk urine of all sorts. I know he slept in a dead um, crocodile. Right. Yeah. And, um... Oh, At least while the cameras were running. Some of his naysayers would say, then he climbs out of it and he goes to a motel around the corner. That's... Well, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. He's got a bit Arge's sister It was watched, watched by, uh, this bloke called Lacoste. 
Oh, yeah. And he thought there's something in that. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, I... It's difficult, the manliness thing, isn't it? Because it can oh, be a bit... It can be a bit horrible. It is ever so difficult. Yeah, but I like a man who looks under my car bonnet. Well, <laughs> I can see the appeal of that. Yeah. Um, mm. I... And gets the barbecue going with the charcoal. You know, when when I talked to to Alan about the martial arts, I, I was saying <laughs> I I'd like to be able to beat people up. I tell you why, because I think I'd be a very discerning um, brutalist. Yes, I would only beat up people who I thought would genuinely benefit from it on a spiritual and intellectual behavioural. Can level. I give you a list? But you know, we've all and seen we've people. Where I got a few. There's people where you think, well, I can't, I can't imagine with this person them benefiting from anything that a real good hiding. Mm-hmm. And of course, I'm not, I'm not a man capable of dishing it out. It's very frustrating. Yeah, this is, of course, the great joy of um, weaponry. <coughs> <laughs> Don't say that. No, I think um, when you say weaponry, are you referring to the fact that your dad told you to put a little bit of salt in your pocket to throw at people? Well, I, I, I've never done that, but yeah, he used to keep salt in his pocket for for blinding purposes <laughs> if he was approached in in after dark. Yeah, you know, he was a different. Sensible. He came from a different age, my dad. Um, I, I read this article of uh, Grayson versus Bear on the Daily Mail, and I did... Grayson versus Bear. I did, did yeah. make the mistake of looking at the comments, and I know we don't really talk about Daily mm. Mail comments, but to the people that said that I think I know who would win in a fight, I think they might have missed the point that Grayson was making there. Yeah, but who'd win, who'd win in an art competition? <clears throat> yeah. Mm. Well, we don't know, do we? Yeah, but well, I don't think I'll ever be in a situation me. in my life where I'll think, come on, we've got to win that art competition. Well, I think I'm moving <laughs> towards it headlong. I just oh, think, in, I'm I'm in Camp Bear at the moment. I'm Team Bear on this. Okay. Are you? Well, I love Grayson Perry, but I just would like to defend the bear because, not just because he's posh, mm-hmm. well, that's obviously part of it, but... I feel that Grayson was saying, you know, men need to get more in touch with their emotions and this is part of the problem and they need to open up more and make themselves vulnerable. And then he dismissed him as useless. Mm-hmm. That's not very nice. Well, I think you can have both. I, f- I think I've got a bit of bear and a bit of perry. Last mm. night, for example, I was in on my own. I watched three hours of snooker, John Wayne in Tall in the Saddle. Mm-hmm. But I still, when I stood up to get ready for bed, I noticed that I naturally stood in what the ballerinas call fourth position. (laughs) (laughs) So I think you don't have to be... I mean, they are... Maybe they're the two extremes, I don't know, but I think... All men occupy a point somewhere in between Grace and Perry and Bear Grylls, don't they? On a good night. (laughs) (laughs) What a party that was. But you know what? He hasn't made enough out of his name, Frank. Grace and Perry? No, Bear. There's so many documentaries we could commission off the strength of that Bear name. Uh, follow the Bear. Oh! Obviously. Laid Bear, we'd watch that one. wonder if he's ever done any photo bombing and the person in the picture <laughs> looked at it and went, Oh, I've got a Bear behind. You know, oh. Bear oh. behind. Oh, sorry, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, um, I danced with my son um, yesterday morning. We danced to King of the Swingers. Oh, yeah. And intermittently, he stopped and fired his um, toy automatic <laughs> rifle into the ceiling between dancing. <laughs> that to me, it's like living with uh, Mexican banditos. <laughs> or Elvis. Yeah, but um, that to me is what masculinity is all about. <laughs> Musical theatre and uh, firearms. Frank's-
Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. I received two letters this morning. I'm what was co- it? I'm a bit confused by one because um, it says it's from um, Writers Retreat in New Zealand and then the letter suggests it's from Durham, the envelope. OK. Is it from the bishop? It's from... I bet he's one um, of your friends. It's from... I, I look into the producer of help and I am getting zero! No, she's wandering It's from a guy called Miles, uh, whose surname I'll tell you later. Okay. And he sent me... It looks like, if, if unless I'm reading this incorrectly, he has invented a, a ruler. Oh. He's called Miles Hudson. And um, it's a ruler, and he sent it to me, and it's got like a slit down the middle where you put the pencil instead of running it against the edge. Have you ever heard of oh, such I a thing? Uh, well, mm. I might have to have an ex- investigation. What's that follow? What does that achieve that a ruler doesn't? I'm not having to go it's, at miles. It's a best fit line ruler. So, you know, sometimes when you draw against a ruler and you sort of go slightly off the edge. Yeah. Best fit line ruler? That, I bet that's a corporate awards, do you? might get some work there. Yeah, do you think so? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I, I think it might come in handy for my art. Oh, yeah. I might, in fact, I might put one of my vases on a little table I can draw with a ruler. Nice. Anyway, thanks for that. I'm always... At, it, it's, 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 it's actually... It's some kind of geometry tool or that he'd sent you. Well, it is. Kind of... You can draw a straight line with it. Inevitably, that makes sense. rulers in art, fine art, though? Oh, yeah, they still use rulers. Oh, I don't think Gauguin used rulers. He used imagination. David Hockney did. Take my word for it. (laughs) And masking tape. They'll they'll throw it all in now. We're going to run through all the stuff that David Hockney used in his art. No. Can that be our text in this morning? What what materials did David Hockney use? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's our text. We're carrying on until we've got everyone on the list. (laughs) I've got got 39 on my list. I want them all to be. I also heard from uh, a bloke called Dan who. who He tells me, I didn't know this. That it's um, National Stationery Week, and one of my great loves is stationery. You lost it. And I got a little package. I don't mind who knows it. <laughs> <laughs> this morning, oh, with pencils and pads. And, oh, honestly, I felt... Well, it was like Christmas when you're, like, eight. It was you that kind yeah, of thing. Start of the new term. I love it, Frank. Oh, stationery, stationery, stationery. Mm. I've half a mind to go out and blow... Two quid on a protractor. So glad you said that. It's all about degrees, of course. Very good. Um, I feel it's gone a bit flat. Why? And I'd like to well, end you can't it. Just say that. <laughs> I'd you like can't to just end say it on some. Of our sh- in the middle, we're all talking, and you just give a review. Well, you I'm, started I'm taking, talking I'm about taking. the joy of a ruler and how much you love a pencil so, and a pen. I mean, when I say the joy, someone who's <laughs> t- t- now tuned in will think I'm talking about Hitler. <laughs> The joy of a nice straight ruler. <laughs> but no, I didn't. <clears throat> I'm talking about geometry, for God's sake. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I just said to Emily that um, we'll do this link and then I'll lend her my phone charger. I said, bear with. You know, like they do in offices. Bear with. He's, yeah. he's, uh, he does a survival <laughs> show. Yeah, yeah, he does the spin-off <laughs> thing. Like watch TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I've had uh, I've had an audition this week. You know, sometimes I dabble in the world of acting, oh, guys. Well, well, just lately, if uh... oh, you've been, he's been in Coronation Street and all sorts. Well, it's coming up. That yeah, it's coming up. But when when's it, it on? Is, yeah, when is it? I on? think it's always really such people in the street watching filming, aren't we? June. I'm having Corey. You know, it said Alan Cor. Alan Cochran. I've done it one more. <laughs> it's Terry Scott in Terry and June. Oh, yeah. Is it? <clears throat> yeah. You know, it said Alan Cochran joins Coronation Street in yeah. the, uh, on the on the internet, and actually it was just, you know, one day. One day of filming. You still join them. Very, well, exactly. Very temporarily. Anyway, had an audition that... Might be more if you're good, Al. I don't want to overstate this, and I don't even know if I'll get the job in question. Well, but one, one never does, do It you? doesn't matter to me, because it's about what it represents. This casting that I went up for, I think, was the first day of the rest of my life. Whoa, this is exciting. Oh, my word. I auditioned for a role of a dad in a sitcom. I've never auditioned as a dad before. In fact, the last time we talked about me in a sitcom, it was when I did Boomers and I played a son of one of the central characters. So I've gone for that... I've, I've grown up in the, in the mind of a well, casting darling. director. Mm. Do you well, see no what I'm talking about? But I that mean, happened I some time ago. I no, mean, no. I don't think you're a son material. <clears throat> really. No, I was. I was. Just this time last year, I was the son in, really? in, in Boomers. And, and now, Sorry. here I am. But, I mean, if I can get a role as a dad in a sitcom, I reckon I've got mm. 20 years to milk that, don't mm. you think? Because I really missed out on my 20s as being an actor. Yes. And now I think ka -ching. Yeah. You, you're both looking like. This is no. not a story. This is big well, news to me. I'm just surprised that you've been playing young children up until this point <laughs> in your career. I don't think I've ever done that. But okay. But I think dad roles in sitcoms, like, people really milk those, don't they? They stay around. Oh, you can be a, you can be a sitcom dad for a long time if it works, definitely. Oh, that'd be so much easier than stand-up. Yeah. It? I mean, that'd be but really... You're both getting into this acting thing. Well, I wouldn't go. I'm I not, say I'm without not, a trace of bitterness in my voice. I'm just saying who was there first. Ironically, I'm not offered dad roles anymore, even though I am one in the real. In, uh, in uh, what is it? IRL. I am a dad IRL, but I look too old <laughs> to be a dad in a sitcom. Right. Well, what sort of roles are you offered, Frank? I was offered. Um, who was that? Um, Engineer on a TARDIS. Who was that busty blonde model who married a man in his 90s. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, poor Paul she married, yeah, Anna Nicole Smith. <laughs> yeah, what was he no called? Jay Howard. Jay Howard Marshall. Yeah, that's, that's who I'm playing in my next oh, thing. Right. I got down to the last two for the boyfriend role in Miranda, but I'm not a boyfriend, I don't think, so... I'm... You two, we can't just talk about parts we didn't get, because, frankly, I'll be here all morning. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're quite right. But that's... Uh, so, when will you know? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I might never know. I might never know. And well, is it going to be a high... When, it, when it's on and you're not in it. <laughs> That's a good point, yeah. I hadn't thought about that. Let's ask, so if you don't get it, in the unlikely event that you don't get it, yeah. who would you say they would pick? Gary Barlow, that's what I... No, because he got the last one. No, Let's say a proper actor. Um, Gary Barlow. Not some Mancunian chancer. Lovely who, as he is. Craig no Cash? Idea. Yeah, maybe. I've no idea. But he's he's a good example, isn't he? He was in that for a good Craig chunk, David? <laughs> Craig David? Craig yeah. David, yeah. Me and Craig David are in the same casting bracket, definitely. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to think of another Craig. Any ideas? Yes, Craig sir. Revel Horwood. Craig Revel Horwood. <laughs> oh, if lovely. he gets it, yeah, there's definitely something wrong with the. Crh. Uh, well, I was I was asked to do Hole in the Wall and turn it down, and they gave it to Anton de Beck. That means, <laughs> in a list of people to offer, <laughs> me and Anton de Beck are shoulder to shoulder. <laughs> I'm proud of that. As long as we're not tangoing. Absolute. 
Absolute Radio. So there's a, a recurring motif on this show, isn't there, of, uh, of late reviews. I think it started mm. when you gave your thoughts on a Beatles album, wasn't it, or something oh, like yes. that? Oh, yes. I don't know. Anyway. It was something to do with George Harrison, I recall. I, I have uh, ticked something off a list that I've been meaning to do for a long time. And worse than that, it's a thing that people have assumed that I've already done. Mm. You know, for years I've been telling people I've never seen the film Kez, and mm. everyone thinks, of course you have. What? I watched it this week. See, that became a bit of a catchphrase of yours, I've never seen Kez. I've never seen I'm Kez. amazed yeah. that you actually now have done it and killed that off. Well, I'm going to tell the truth. A, um, a guy it's, at the martial like arts Wilson club... Wilson suddenly believing it. Uh, <laughs> yeah? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you the truth, uh, quite a, a powerful grappler at the martial arts club that I go to lent it to me and I felt so scared that I had to, watch, to watch it. it. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. I don't want him choking me because like, I haven't given him his DVD back, do I? So I've it's watched like it. It's like Duncan Norvell saying, actually, don't, don't pursue me. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, I loved it. I don't want to run. Um, <laughs> I don't know why people have been foisting that film on me for so many years. I mean, it's bleak. You know, an isolated, scruffy Yorkshire kid feels alone and sad. So far, so my childhood. Yeah. What's? Why am I watching that? And it's not even like there's not even a happy ending. It's a sad film. Don't, don't get spoilers. Okay. Oh, is it? But there is that bit. spoilers on a film that's how old is it? Thirty, forty? Well, you fifty know, years but old. But there might be so people there. Such is your influence. There yeah. are young people thinking, "I've never seen Kes, but if it's good enough for AC." Yeah. Oh, that's it. The AC, as they call him. <laughs> <laughs> they don't call him that. They do call him that. They don't. They call me the cockerel or Aladdin. There is that bit when Brian Glover says, Bags I, Bobby Charlton, which we always quoted at school every time we played football. Right. Oh, well, that's ruined it for everyone now. I Actually, think that bit's all right. That does not <laughs> be true. I think all of it's that. all right, Frank, in fairness. I, it's funny you mention that. My wife gave me a new nickname this week. What did she call you? She, out of the blue, Alfonso. With an S. Not Z, not Z, Alfonso, which I think would make sense. All right, Alfonso. What the? I think it's good there's still new things happening in your marriage. That's it. That's all. <laughs> that's, that's what. The, that's I the mean, only I, new haven't, thing. I haven't been did surprised she... since the 90s. <laughs> did, she, did she call you that after one of your grapples then oh with my your goodness, friend? I have okay, you were and, now, <laughs> and now to the adverts. <laughs> This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with uh, Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio. <coughs> That's lovely. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. I almost died. There was a second there I thought I was going to die. Oh, <laughs> and I was laughing too. <clears throat> yeah, what about that? Brutal. That would have been good when that was it's played w- It's what he would have wanted, I'd be saying. <laughs> <laughs> Our thoughts with his family. Yeah. <laughs> um. <coughs> oh, Frank, stop doing that. We've had a text in. Okay. It's about the frogs. People are racing to get me a drink. Right, 531. The support on this show is (laughs) just gone. Hi, Frank. In regards to the frog... Do you remember we discussed the frog? Frank put a picture of it up on the the website. The monster frog, yeah. Yeah, the monster frog. Frank found a frog. Yes. There we go. Sentence for anyone struggling with the letter F. And it was covered in spawn. Hi, Frank. In regards to the frog, it's just decomposing, similar to when you see a dead fish floating and they have that white coating over them. Except the frog probably died amongst the spawn, and as it is static, it got caught up in the white coating over the frog. I hope this helps your fear of it. Lol. 
Lol. Mm. Do you but, think that's someone called Lawrence? That they're saying well, lol. They're not going to be laughing out loud at the, the, I don't the, think the dead so. frog. Maybe they've done a David Cameron. They think it's lots of love. It's marvellous, though, that the dead frog and, and new life in the frog world have become entangled together. Like Beckett's We um, Give Birth Astride the Grave. Absolute radio. <laughs> <laughs> Where real music matters. Um, we've we've also had a text. I don't normally read out praise, but this one's got a sting in its tail for you, so uh, I think there's a certain exclusion. Great show. First time listener, but thought you were Jasper Carrot. Sorry, Frank. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's all right. In a way, I was Jasper Carrot. Were you? We, oh. Surprisingly, we've had no one text in uh, our text in this morning, which was which materials does David Hockney use? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we've only got a ruler and masking tape so far. I, I feel we're, I mean, we're underselling him. I like the idea of what have you finally got round to? Because I watch Kez, but nobody's gotten in that. Maybe either. Danny Baker's doing the same text in. Um, oh yeah. But there's good. also a story this week. It's not just you being mistaken for Jasper Carrot. Birmingham, um, in in the Midlands of England, was mistaken for. Birmingham, Alabama. Yes. By um, <gasps> yes. a, I'm going to say, it, a silly couple that were in the media. Oh, hold it. Who, what, what? Richella and what? Ben. Yes. <laughs> Richella <laughs> and Ben. How is it? That's their names. And uh, and so they turned up to Birmingham Midlands Airport, Birmingham UK, thinking, all right, let's let's have our flight to Vegas. Whee! And uh, and they were told, no, 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 this is from Birmingham, America, and they were like. <laughs> Where? Mm. And and it was all wrong. So they, they had to go to Amsterdam and no refund. And there's some... When you say they had to go to Amsterdam... Oh, did they go to Amsterdam then? That's, that's what they that's did not, instead. Oh, I, bet, I bet that was his idea. Let's not go into that. Oh, well, I, but, but that's <laughs> quite... Filthy um, creep. It sounds all... She said that she saved for two years to go to Las Vegas, so they didn't make it, so they just on, on, just on the spur of the moment went to Amsterdam. I think they must have been offered flights, or were they just... Maybe they'd got offered cheap flights to Amsterdam on the day. You know there's I, a happy ending? Do you know there's a happy ending to this story? No. Virgin Holidays have offered to fly them out free of charge. No. To, uh, to Las Vegas. I think they've, I you think know what I liked about you telling us that? Daisy, the producer, was nodding with her arms folded. Yeah. If you had this news just in. Yeah. Uh, well, I... th thanks for telling us before we went on air. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like that, cos I think they made the mistake and then they... <laughs> publicised the mistake. Oh, no, but it's they? nice, because imagine you're dreaming of that holiday. You know, Las Vegas. Vegas. Oh, Las Vegas, you'll be the death of me. Why do people go to Las Vegas? I like for, it. Well, hang, hold your high horses. <laughs> okay. Why do people go to Las Vegas for a romantic break? It's <clears> like, you just sit there putting money into slot machines. I mean, what do people do there? Is it gambling? Is that all they do? I don't know, but I love just standing there putting money into <laughs> slot machines. Yeah. I am one of the people who gets a bucket and just does it and do does you? it and does it. Because yeah. you know I've got a phobia about gambling. Have you? Mm. Well, it's probably not great. I like this story, though. I've got one story... about gambling. This stuff was about some lambs just no, gambling around. around my back. <laughs> you know, if they'd listened to Little Richard, they would never have made that mistake. Why is that? Because he said. It's absolutely clear where it is. It's yeah. way down in Alabama. He's made it very clear. <laughs> He's in a bit of a rush out into the last syllable. My favourite thing about this story is it's the ultimate what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas story, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't go. It did no. stay. Ow, but why is Little Richard hating on the A's? I don't like that. Alabama. Well, because 
He wants to rhyme Birmingham with Alabama. It's all, it's all things we want, but we can't have them in this life. He could have gone Birmingham, uh, and mm. then with Alabama, but he didn't do that. He and said... I don't argue with Little Richard, not, no, never. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's good. I love Little Richard. I know him so well, I, for short, I call him... Oh, here we go. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Where were we? Uh, well, we were talking about Birmingham, Birmingham, Alabama. You are, we should say off air, Frank was a real uh, apologist for this couple. Mm-hmm. He was a silly billy apologist. <laughs> I think it's because they're from Birmingham. People that think, you're defending oh, them. it's really funny because, you know, people from Birmingham are stupid. They don't know the difference between their own city and another one ha mm-hmm. ha brummies and that's why we have them on adverts saying we want to be together and all that <laughs> stuff when did all this happen it's true it's a general sense that people from birmingham are a bit stupid and you know what how come we were the center of the industrial revolution oh, at midlands power center. <laughs> yes. i was telling you only today that i have a new girl working at install mm-hmm. who's exceptionally beautiful in every mm-hmm. i mean breathtakingly so and i waited for her to open her mouth and thought she'll be oh hi yeah and she went all right then and i immediately warmed to her more that's, that's georgia nice. she's yeah, lovely she's probably adopted that accent just to do well in fashion <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> patrick has to... said surely for the purposes of a rhyme little richard should have said way down in birmingham 50 miles from nottingham <laughs> <laughs> If he'd been singing about that one. Yeah, yeah. But then yeah. little Richard would have made a mistake. Oh, little Richard. Anyway. <laughs> I, mean, I saw not... him live once. He just took all his clothes off on stage. Did you he? didn't really yeah, see got... him live, did yeah. you? He just got the band playing. And he's at Wembley Stadium. He just started taking his clothes off and throwing it. In the end, he just got booed off. Frank, you know you framed your charcoals earlier. Yes. Not a euphemism at all. They're still a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dean, we posted the picture on social media. Oh, yeah. Dean Burt says, badly framed, dude. Get it float-mounted. Float-mounted? Oh, what? I love a float-mount. Well, on, on a milk truck. I love a float-mount. What is a float-mount? That That's hard to explain to people like you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you get a mount and you put it on top of the mount and there's a gap. What it means is there's a gap so you don't destroy the artwork in any way between the glass and the work of art. Do you see what I mean? Possibly three inches. Well, you know, I can experiment. I, I imagine I'll be framing at least two to five pieces of art every week, so yeah. I've got time to experiment. <laughs> oh, you've got a lot of wall space. Oh, I've got loads of wall space. Oh, God, I forget if, you've got properties. Ow, what if he gets appreciated as an incredible artistic genius after he dies? Hmm. Yeah, Actually, yeah. Not, not you got any spare charcoal? I, I don't know if I like the chronology on that <laughs> story. Um, so what I do now, I've started carrying a small sketch pad with me wherever I go. Oh, it's great. You used it. to have one for writing jokes, did you? I might get now a beret. Gone on to... oh, I draw jokes good. now. <laughs> <laughs> it's the future. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I, I did mock that couple for uh, making that mistake. I called them silly, but I'm not immune to mistakes myself. I was once uh, having a wardrobe clear-out, and I went to throw out some trainers that I'd bought from TK Maxx oh, yeah. and realised that one was a size 9 and one was a size 11. 
<laughs> and I'd been wearing them for years. Really? You're kidding. I'd been wearing them for years and always felt like, this right foot's a bit odd in these shoes and it turned out it was a size and how a half did, too big. Well, what, how did that happen? Because I'm stupid, I think, is the answer. So I'm saying I'm not, you know, I'm not in a glass house throwing stones. I'm at mm. least as stupid as this couple. Yeah? Well, then you are in a glass house <clears throat> throwing stones. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So stupid I got that wrong. What about when... Um, the lovely thing about this story is that she did it as a surprise for the, yeah. the boyfriend. She's Irish, we should say. <laughs> should we? No, because I you... I don't think we should say that. No, we should, because you were saying it was anti-Birmingham. And yeah, I'm right. pointing Still, out that you're just he's saying, let's from make Birmingham. It anti-Irish. <laughs> no, I'm saying let's point out that it's not anti-Birmingham. Frank... Frank's taking off quite a rustling On the car park. No. <laughs> Frank's coat is made bit... of paper, ladies and gentlemen, if you can hear it. It's gone a bit you can leave your hat on. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think they've played down the fact she's Irish. Um, no, I'm just saying they're not do it. They all dare. Birmingham's. They wouldn't dare play it that way with an Irish couple, but a Birmingham couple, of course. Oh, come on. Yeah, I mean, the good but... news is, what do you else do you want? You've got an airport now. She saved up. She That's got... nice, you got an airport. When was that, then? <laughs> I, I didn't oh, know you had an airport. Oh, has it? Oh God, yes. What when you were born? Was it there? Um, I don't know if there were airports oh. then. I think that flight <laughs> flight was still in its infancy. <laughs> um, we just lost Amelia Earhart. Yeah. <laughs> I um, I really like this fact that Virgin Holidays have helped them out. It reminds me. I just do people still do this? People used to say. Oh, I bought some um, sausage and beans, and there was no sausage in it. Yeah. So I wrote to Heinz. Oh, yeah. And then I got this massive box come through with, like, 50... It used to be, like, the dream. Yes. People yeah. would get, like, 20 tins of beans come through the post. Oh, man. Yeah. Now I think story, wasn't so it? what? But then it was well, like we did it once, encouraged by my mother. My sister and I wrote off to—I uh, don't think I should name them, should I? Uh, a soup manufacturer, mm. and uh, because we found a maggot in some soup. Wow! And they sent us voucher for about two pounds fifty. Oh. two pounds—that's a bit of a letdown, isn't, yeah. it? isn't it? I'll say. Oh no, I'd want a bit more than that. Thank you very much for asking. Um, well, I, that used to be my dream. I might do it. If I found a maggot You've got money, soup, though. If I found a maggot in soup, and I thought, oh, I can't be bothered. Run through yeah. an email. Yeah. Just have it. Yeah. I'd eat it. Bit of protein. Wouldn't bother me. <laughs> I've eaten uh, locusts. Have you? Yeah. When did you eat them, then? Well, it was very plague. windy. It was a plague. <laughs> it's very windy, and I was you singing old. opera <laughs> in, um, in Afghanistan. And I swallowed about four. <laughs> in I was in the figaro. <laughs> no, I I had them at there was a, a there's a restaurant called Archipelago. Oh. I had deep fried locust and deep fried uh, scorpion. Oh. <laughs> Again, dull. Essentially. <laughs> Frank, what's worse, anecdote. that story about you eating deep fried locusts or the ballet anecdote? Do you remember um, the ballet anecdote? I remember oh. the, ballet. the ballet link. No, I think the ballet link still has it. But, um, what I'm, did you say in the ballet link? I don't. I, I, I think he's so dull. Blah blah, I, I, blah 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 blah. I stopped listening after a bit. <laughs> ballet, People still talk a, about the ballet link. Do they? Well, now they'll be talking about my uh, archipelago anecdote. <laughs> the things I'm still going on about. The, the worse the link, the longer I string it out. In the dream that uh, uh, eventually 
I'll chip my way through the impenetrable quartz and find some precious stones. <laughs> Never happens. Skinner, Dean and Cochrane. Together, The Frank Skinner Show. Absolute Radio. Oh, what's that uh, Iggy Pop feet David Bowie one? That's good, isn't it? I've is it, list, which is it listed as feet? Oh, it might not be. I don't know if they did feet in those days. No. I'm eating toast, so I apologise. Do you want me to read you a text that we've had in, just so that yeah. you can finish chewing your toast? Yeah. Um, oh, I like Tiny Temper feet Zara Larson. Nice. Yeah. Mm. Um, morning, Frank, <laughs> um, morning, Frank, Emily and Alan. I once rang a porridge manufacturer to tell them my porridge tasted musty. They sent me vouchers for two free boxes, saved me six pounds. That's the sort that's of story good, we like to hear, isn't it? Yeah. Also, well, it's quite subjective as well. As well. Yeah. Nothing was wrong with the porridge. I mean, all the porridge is... What were you expecting it to taste of? Ambrosia? No, I think, um, I've had musty porridge. <laughs> You're old. eating on the radio. You're really audibly eating. Frank, you can't just <laughs> eat not. toast on you the radio. <laughs> you are... just lied, barefaced. <laughs> that's a new series, Bear Grylls is in, barefaced. Yeah, what would that be about? <laughs> that would be, um... Climbing. Climbing rock faces. Oh, lovely. Mm. Very good. Um, I got a 40p voucher. Needless to say, this isn't from me. <laughs> uh, 740. I got a 40p voucher in 1977. Frank, stop chewing that toast. Oh, it's gone. Okay. Um, when my Twix was toffeeless. I have since wow. spent it on further confectionery. <laughs> Now that's Sensible. Ian, that's Ian Angle, so I always worry there'll be a pun in there. No, somewhere. there's no I've joke in had, there. But I, I think, think that's just an anecdote. Maybe he's moved. Be from... Many a slip, Twix, Twix. Oh, I think he might be moving like um, like many of the punning comedians <laughs> do. He might just be moving on to anecdotes. Oh, that's funny. I wonder if Frank will consider doing that. <laughs> Tim Vine won't do that, will he? Don't think so. No. Um, I um, what about that for an opener? <laughs> 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 waiting for the rest of it. I was thinking about when I... On, on the idea of the surprise holiday, when I booked a lighthouse. Remember that for my girlfriend? Did I tell you about that? Yeah. Oh, happened? yeah. Wasn't there terrible music had, in it or something? She had claustrophobia. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. So she said, I can't sleep in here. So we had to open the roof so she could get some air. <laughs> and then we discovered at 10 o'clock... I assumed it was a, a defunct lighthouse. At 10 o'clock, the light came <laughs> I mean, it wasn't even that we slept with the light on. We slept with the light on, and then the light off, and then the light on, <laughs> and then the light off. So it was, um, <laughs> it was very. You know, when they say warn you about flash photography. Yes. <laughs> if there was a, a warning, there's a very, very slow flashing going on in this. Yeah. So that was how we slept all night. She was there. She was. Then it was darkness. There she was. And it's complete darkness you know the darkness that you get just after light oh pitch mm -hmm. black yeah. so it was uh, it was extreme in its contrasts <laughs> like so many of our holidays absolute absolute, absolute radio frank skinner on absolute radio so, i tell you uh, oh. no no after you no come on born a gentleman <laughs> after you Claude. i want to talk about the sheepdog this week this was my favourite story of the week. Oh. It was. It's an animal story, which is quite Trevor McDonald of us to do it in the, the final furlong. <laughs> exactly. Mm -hmm. However, it's worth it because it's about a dog who found its way home, and I love that. Mm. He was a sheepdog. He was... He escaped from Cockermouth. He was from Aberystwyth, originally. He was sent away 
to work on a farm, I believe, which sounds a bit Hunger Games. They, they said it was a trial, is what they said, which I loved, as is a sheep <laughs> trial? Yeah. It's a bit Hunger Games, I mean... Yeah, I think it was like a three-week trial, see so how it goes, so they didn't have to <laughs> commit to anything with... Um, what was he called, this dog? And then he just turned up like Peter Odenwingy. Yes, um, exactly. He... Hero. P-E-R-O. That's yes. the name of the dog. So... He suddenly, he went to Cockermouth, didn't like it there. Mm -hmm. So he made the, I believe it was a 20... 240 mile journey. 240 miles, but was it 20 days it took him? Oh. Something like that. Unfortunately, in Cockermouth, he was training to be a guide dog for the blind. So he dragged, <laughs> he dragged some poor bloke <laughs> halfway across the country. They went down no, 12 away. days, Frank. Shol hard shoulders and all sorts. <laughs> the bloke just shouting, heel, forlornly into the night. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you think it's a happy story. I think it's terrible. They go that the bloke had got no heels left on his shoes, the blind bloke. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to put the brakes on. The dog was just going... It turned out it wasn't even their dog. They could just smell sausage. He could smell sausages <laughs> cooking in the house. <laughs> anyway. It's incredible, though, really. I believe... I, I agree that it's incredible. I like Do you it. not believe it? No. Don't you? Tell me why. Because... Ernie Weston, who lived next door to us, took our dog to West Bromwich for a walk. Okay, <laughs> are you basing your incredulity on this, Ernie yeah. Weston? Well, hold on, it's, there's, there's pluses and minuses. So he was, he was there. West Bromwich was about three miles away, I'd say. Uh, he met a bloke who he knew who said, do you want a lift home? Uh, now, a lift in those days was a tremendous luxury. Mm. Uh-huh. So he said, oh, yeah, definitely. Toilet was. And, and the bloke said, I don't want the dog in the car. He said, oh, OK, then. So he just left him <laughs> there. <laughs> it's a different back, time, isn't it? A and the old man time. said, where's, where's Tiny? Yeah. <laughs> and he said, well, I got offered a lift. <laughs> so we thought we'd never see the dog again. And he returned. Oh. Took him about a week. That was three miles. <laughs> yeah, Does that not just mean that Tiny was a less good return dog than... Pero. He was just less sophisticated Pero. than Pero. Pero was a pretty awesome sheepdog. I believe Pero did it. Do you? Yeah. Mm, I, I do. think he did. Was he they, played by David Suchet? They aren't, <laughs> they aren't sure. They said, some of us believe he walked it and others can't believe he achieved such a task. I can't believe he achieved it. I think they dropped him <laughs> off in not? Cockermouth, not realising his lead was caught in their back bumper. <laughs> <laughs> they dragged him all the way back. But what would they get they out said he of had the no lie? He had no fur down one side. <laughs> What did they I get out of the lie? Well, I, 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 Do you think they got not, paid for the look, story? Is it not fair to say? No, mm. I don't think that. I, okay. I, just establishing what level of deceit we're insinuating here. Well, I think it's just another sheepdog turned up, and they all look the same. But you don't think that's the real perro? No, he's microchipped. It's the real perro. Have they checked the microchip? They've checked his paw prints. <laughs> they haven't they've checked his any papers. of that. You're it's so a, a sheepdog's turned up and he had a little thought, dog passport. Yes, I bet it's he was, he had nothing. Definitely perro. He had nothing. He had one eye right blind bloke holding <laughs> on for grim life. <laughs> I think no. they were first alerted to the fact that he'd come back. The, the cur they opened the curtains and every sheep in between Cockermouth and their house was on the horizon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or if he'd rounded them all up, that would have been brilliant. They wouldn't have been in the Shan. papers then. Shan, there's 15,000 sheep in the garden. Yeah. Oh, Shall I phone the Daily Mail? <laughs> no, phone the abattoir. <laughs> <laughs> we're rich, I tell you. Bear Grylls making a sleeping bag out of it all. <laughs> Sheep grills is the local, uh, <laughs> the local survival bloke. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. 
I, I wondered if it was time to perhaps visit Email Corner. We haven't been there for many a... Uh... Late in the day, but we be, can. I don't know, a quick, um, a quick, uh... Gummy by gummy by gummy mail corner. That's me. There'll be no regional stereotyping on this show. <laughs> not for a second. On my, not on my watch. No, from Birmingham, Alabama. Um, hi all, I was taking my wife to work on Tuesday morning and accidentally knocked the radio in the car onto Radio 1 to hear Grimmy, you know Nick Grimshaw, Grimmy, oh, yeah. talking about how bored he is of Kim Kardashian. Apparently she had posted some new selfies. Grimmy announced that he was banning mention of her name from the show and that every time Kim's name is mentioned from now on, an alarm would sound. He asked a caller to test this. No sooner had she uttered the words Kim Kardashian than the alarm sounded, but it wasn't just an, any alarm. It was, in fact, the A.E. Houseman alarm. <gasps> It continues, has Grimmy been listening to your lovely show and thought, I'm having that? Praise deleted from Rich. Well, what do you make of this, Frank? It makes me happy that if, if someone said, what's the difference between your show and Nick Grimshaw's, I can now say, well, we've got uh, an alarm based on a poet from uh, the early 20th century and he's got a <laughs> Kim Kardashian one. It's all there, isn't it? It's yeah. all there. I'd like to think Don't so. get me wrong, horses for courses. Mm. Mm-hmm. What about that time I went to a football match with Simon uh, Mayo? Did you? Oh, I love this anecdote. <laughs> and, um, so far, so radio. Yeah. Um, and what uh, happened? I was telling him that um, I found someone who had an answer phone. Um, it was a jet. I made it all up. Yeah. And I said, I found up, and their answer phone message was, Who are you? Who are you? And I left a message saying, You're supposed to be at home. And oh, that that's was a it. funny... It's a I like that joke. joke. It's a funny joke. Thanks. And next time I heard his show, <gasps> whenever people rang in, he went, Who are you? Who are you? He didn't. Oh, wow. It's... There's very little integrity you can't in the radio. material like oh, he's that. Having he, was that. Ha- he was having that. He's it's having as simple that. as that. Oh, you can't have that, people. That's your trouble, isn't it? It's your trouble. Everything yeah. you say, people just Hellman, have it. Hellman's mayonnaise took him to court. No. Yeah. For the mayo thing. For the mayo thing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. I'm furious about it. <laughs> Until then, he was called Simon Salad Cream, wasn't he? And he was. He just thought, I'm having that. Sal- he was hyphenated. <laughs> <laughs> he was one of the Berkshire Salad Creams. Oh, was he? Mm. You've got an itchy arm there, Frank. You're really scratching at that. Think of your own jokes, people. <laughs> really scratching Pardon? at that. Think of your own jokes, people. Yeah. Yeah, so, and he did that for ages, he kept it going. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's a perfectly nice chap, I suppose, you know, if you can't, mm. if you just can't, come up with your own stuff. <laughs> <laughs> desperate, desperate times. We live in. Nevertheless... Well, we wait to end the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Yeah, with a grudge from about 15, 20 years ago, <laughs> or something. Very unlike Frank. <laughs> so what's the point of having a grudge <laughs> if you can't let it marinate? Oh, good. Um... Well, I'm, um, I'm going down <laughs> to Birmingham. Gonna see West Bromwich play West Ham. <laughs> Give my love to the airport. Still so tough you've got one. I don't pass the airport. Mm. It's not my, not on my route. Okay. So, thanks for listening this morning. I, uh, I haven't been at my best, I'll be straight with you. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know... Remy wouldn't say that, Frank. Dark, like, even Homer nods, as they say in The Simpsons. <laughs> 
So, um, if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. <laughs> um, now, get out. The Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. Back Saturday morning from 8. Tune in live for the full Frank experience. Absolute Radio.